Hello and welcome everybody. Um, today we are going to talk about environmentalism in our countries. And um, yeah, we have an international crowd today as well. So I'm Anna from Hungary. I'm Gabriela from Lithuania. I'm Shoki from India. I'm Lily from Hong Kong. Yeah, so we are going to talk about um, how our governments are working towards or against the environment in our countries. And um, it's the topic for this meeting and for this month, because um, there was the UN's um, like climate summit, well, UN climate change conference, um, and it just ended yesterday on November 12th. So yeah, this is quite um, a hot topic to discuss. And um, yeah, first of all, I would like uh, to know if um, your country's um, governments were represented in this meeting or not, or if you had any coverage on this topic in your countries at all. I actually haven't heard much. I know that this was happening, but uh, I didn't watch the news recently, so I really don't know if Lithuania attended. But yeah, I I will have to search that. <laughs> um, for India, it depends largely on the current MP. Like for example, um, some city MPs are um pretty motivated about um. I'm sorry, you guys. This is not a background noise, so it's kind of hard for me to speak in my home. So I'm sorry, as I was saying, um, some MPs really prioritize climate change and environmental disasters affecting India because it depends highly on who the people elect. So, for example, mountainous regions in India have really good conservation schemes, but you look at states and cities like Delhi, and the air pollution is so high and the smog so so dense that people that people getting lung disease such as tuberculosis and other infections is a common occurrence because we India as a society treats our climate change as a decision to be made and not something to actually be actually be considered as a as a necessity to change so it highly depends on who the people elect so um, different different states in India treat climate change separately but overall the state is pretty bad. I see. Um, I just checked because I haven't been following the news either. And um, it seems like Hungary has sent its biggest delegation today to Glasgow. So that's a surprising turn of events, at least for me, because I haven't really seen um, the government um, taking um, climate change as an important issue so far. So, yeah, it's quite surprising to me, but it's, it looks good. So, yeah. I have no idea as well. Uh, uh, I I know it's in Scotland the meeting, but I have no idea about anything apart anything else apart from that. I think the funniest thing is that I have the most information from an American Congresswoman's um, IG about the whole meeting, and it's more than anything I heard from Hungarian media, like combined. <laughs> So that might be my fault, but yeah. 
Okay, so in general, apart from this meeting, um, does your country's government treat um, climate change as a real issue or, or not? Um, it's not something that's treated as a major issue by the um, by the major political party, but I feel like small, small political groups and especially um, climate change NGOs in India are speaking a lot on the issue. But the government themselves, I've not seen any major statement targeting climate change so far. And even if it was targeted, it's usually targeted under this whole landscape of patriotism and and religion. So climate change as a whole is not viewed and taken to be an independent issue. Okay, so I wrote down some things that were done in Lithuania. Um, these aren't very big or important, but I believe that even the small steps uh, matter. So uh, two of these are related to production. Uh, so firstly, uh, many malls in Lithuania got rid of plastic bags and only kept the paper ones. And yet a customer must pay uh, extra if they want a bag. And I believe it's really great because it encourages people to bring their own tote bags. And another thing related to production is that um, plastic tableware was banned in Lithuania some time ago, which is also really great. And next, uh, there has been some changes about the cars. So now if you want to buy an old diesel car, you must pay an extra tax because they seem to be uh, the worst thing for the environment uh, as it pollutes air. And also, if you allow to destroy your old car, uh, you can get 600 euros, which you can use to buy a new bike or electric scooter uh, instead of new car. Yeah, so I think these are great, but of course, bigger steps also should be done in order to prevent uh, the disaster. Yes, I agree. But I think that it's great that these are steps for the common person. Like you can buy a scooter, which is like definitely great. And I wouldn't think of it if I didn't get any um, assistance financially. It's weird in Hungary because I think plastic bags were banned and the system where you have to pay for them extra uh, became a system sometime this year, but it's not really showing. So um, you can still go into a supermarket and put like a bunch of bananas into a plastic bag, a single-use plastic bag, even though you don't, wouldn't need them, but many people just, just use them. I don't know why exactly. And so um, it feels like even though they made them illegal to use, they are still using it and nobody gets in trouble. So I don't quite understand how that all works out. Yes, true. That's the case here. Like there's the government implemented a law that plastic bags, if you if you need an extra plastic bag for food like bananas, you don't really need a bag for that because it's not wet. It's not frozen food. You have to pay 50 cents. But I don't think a lot of businesses are like obeying this law. And I don't feel like the use of plastic bag has decreased because of this law. And I don't think many citizens or businesses are, are really like taking it seriously. I think that's not good at all. Like Same when you buy, 
Yeah, like when you buy eggs, for example, why do you need plastic bags? You have the you have the box already. Yes. Yeah, same. Like for example, in our um, like in our country, India, we have like the specific audit for the environment where companies have to keep their you know like their levels to a certain extent. But then what companies do is that when that time comes up for the audit, they'll they'll decrease the amount of you know chemicals that they release but once the audit is over they'll go back to using the regular amount that they use so even if there is an implementation of environmental policy both the companies as well as the side of the law is not implementing it the way that they should so there's no strict implementation observed in india when it comes to these things but i really hope that in lithuania people are more driven for climate action and so <laughs> they will obey their rule more than they do in hungary or in our countries um yeah and i would love to see some bigger actions happening here like more strict rules for big companies because obviously it's important what the person does but then there are these huge polluting companies and how they ship things and how they get these things to hungary so for example we have many um different fruits like uh, oranges and bananas and uh, stuff like that during the winter of course and then those are obviously not produced in hungary but they get here somehow so this could be improved in some way um for sure and okay next question what is the nature's situation like in your country so um i'm talking about parks forests um um rivers and natural waters or bodies of water sorry and of our land is uh, covered in forests which is great and more and more uh trees are planted as well um Yeah, and we also have quite a few lakes and rivers. Uh, but of course, uh, as we are still an agricultural cultural country, uh, lots of lands are used uh, for like uh, planting uh, different uh, seeds and stuff. Uh, but overall, I would say, the situation is not uh, the worst. Um, even though different countries may have different levels of climate change, at the end of the day, one country being good at managing their levels does not make, does not reverse the whole situation as a whole. So even if, for example, let's say India is good, but i don't know switzerland is bad then it's still going to affect the global levels so it's not about what countries do individually it's about the way that they it's about the way they solidify and unite together and i feel like um that's something we should have seen more of in cop26 but it didn't happen un um climate conference and then many people from many countries came together to discuss how they should all uh, unite and act together but then they still have very different levels so for example um countries in europe are far more polluting than countries in africa and then um we experience climate change a lot less so we keep polluting 
and SB, I don't mean like I throw out all of my plastic bags into the river Danube, but as Hungarians in general. And I think this is why countries should also act individually and educate their public, because if people don't see how bad the situation can turn, then they they won't change it. And while it's important that countries work together, I also think that we can't wait for other countries to work with us. We have to start acting, even if everybody else is waiting for some some magic to happen or some magical sign. Like individually, they can act as well. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But on the other hand, on why working together is great is like um, Hungary is um, an EU member country. And so the EU has its own rules and plans on how to um, reach net zero and how to um, decrease our emission. So Hungary has to adapt to those plans and levels. Um, yeah, it's a different question how it does not really do that, but it, it should and it has to. So yeah, it's good to have set rules together. that even when individual countries try and bring down their emissions, there are many countries that don't do it and their country actually accounts for, a, for not a majority but for a, but for a large amount of, um, of, of emissions released or they're one of the forerunners they're one of the forerunners of why climate change is there. So as much as I believe that individuality is something that should be emphasized, Countries also need to take on a more empathetic understanding and realize that the actions that they make as a government doesn't only impact their citizens, but impact citizens from other countries as well, because climate change is not global. You, you don't have good weather and good conditions in one country and have horrible conditions in the next. If one country does bad, then it then it then it affects Earth's whole like environment. And that's really what I meant when I said that togetherness had to be emphasized. But what you says makes, makes a lot of sense too, because you're right, we can't wait for other countries to come and work with us. We need to start doing and trying what we can because it is a crisis. We are living in a moment and, and a stage of and a state of crisis. And the more ind individually countries remain in ignorance, the more together we are blind to what's happening. So what you say, there's a huge point in that. Like for the US, they are very polluting. And then the situation isn't that bad there, but it definitely is in South America. So people are migrating or trying to migrate to the US. So yeah, that's raising a crisis there. Um, yeah, and <laughs> back to the original part, um, I wanted to talk about uh, the nature here as well, because um, I moved to a new city, to Seged, for university. And I live in an amazing part of the city where they have this huge park and there are trees everywhere around our dorm building. And yeah, it looks really great. And it's amazing to see how they have um, this all this green area. And it's not typical for every city in Hungary, but it's definitely um, a good thing to see. And many people go out and enjoy nature basically whole year long. So yeah, that, that's great for me.
but uh, yeah, we're planning to bring our own tent and blankets and pillows and cooking utensils or barbecue stuff to cook there. But yeah, the camping stuff is really expensive, by the way, but I still want to go. And I really enjoy hiking with my dog because I live quite near the mountains. And even though it's tiring, I think it's really good to just exercise and go enjoy yourself in the nature instead of always on your phone or watching TV in your house. That's really cool that you like live close to the mountains and you get to walk your dog because Dubai is like so big on infrastructure and so big on like the metropolitan and the cities that we barely have any space to like, you know, actually walk and have that kind of scenic view. It's just sand here. We don't have mountains that we can, you know, walk on like green mountains and forests. It's literally just sand. So you're so lucky. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. But India is different though, India hike, which is why I feel like the extent to which we rely on ourselves for transport and we don't take cars and we use public transport also depends on the way the government in that city runs transport and the way that they built their infrastructure to accommodate um, to accommodate our bodies. Because there's actually this fact by the World Health Organization that um, that more than eight, that more than 80% of today's adolescents do not engage in sufficient exercise. And the reason for that is because one one of the reasons for that is because there's a lack of um, supporting a, a lack of supportive infrastructure to exercise and to be fit in countries. So the fact that you have a hiking trail in the first place is like really convenient because you have like this immediate opportunity to just to just like take a walk, take a hike. So then um, we don't really like we, we don't really have that because our infrastructure doesn't support it. So it's really cool. Well, it's so tired though. It's like a really, it's like a big slope and you walk on the mountain. But when you like reach the top of the mountain and you walk back down, it's good. Cause you don't have to go, like you don't have to walk the big slope. Yeah, the satisfaction is a lot. Going down is always better than going up. I remember when I was in school, going up was like the most traumatizing thing. But when I went down the stairs, it was such immense happiness. It's interesting. It, it can get so complicated because in my hometown, the price of a single bus ticket is so expensive. Like it's more expensive than in the capital city of Budapest. And like people don't really want to like take the bus. They might even rather take a taxi home than take the bus because it's so expensive. And so I think if they could improve that, then more people would use it. Like they bought um, new and electric buses, which is obviously great. And it's amazing to see the city go into a more um, eco-friendly direction. But if people can't afford a bus ticket or don't want to because it's so expensive, then what's the point of buying electric ones? But um, in Sagad, it's... Um, it's a flat city, so they don't have um, mountains like Pitch. And it's so great because many people ride their bikes there. Even I do. And uh, I enjoy it so much. And I can go through the parks and everything. It's so pretty and comfortable and easy. And they have many places to put your bikes. So, like, so many unique students also take their bikes. And 
um, also we have more strict rules now on public transport due to COVID, so we have to wear our masks again. And so I think it also increases the number of people who walk or just ride a bike because it's so much more in, like easy and it's also good for the environment. So it's a win for everybody. I remember how you hated biking in your own town <laughs> <laughs> because of the hills. I'm glad you can finally enjoy riding a bike. Oh yeah, I hated it so much. I never did it. <laughs> and now I enjoy it. Like it was, I don't know, five degrees because now nah, it's November, so it's cold. But I still did ride my bike. I wore gloves and hat and everything, but it was a bike ride. So yeah, perfect. <laughs> Five degrees now. It's like 20 degrees here. But I'm moving there. It's so cold here. <laughs> like I'm thinking about being, bringing my, my um, winter coat with me because it's, it gets it's so cold. Like the other day it was my phone showed that it's zero degrees outside in the morning and it feels like minus two. Yeah, I, I'm also wearing my winter coat already. <laughs> is, it, is it snowing in Hungary and Lithuania? No, not at all. No, not yet. <laughs> yeah, but we have the Christmas decoration in some towns or some parts of the town. So, yeah, can't wait to see those turn down. I'm still wearing short sleeves, clothes and shorts. But will, 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 will Hungary and Lithuania snow? We never snow in Hong Kong. And I think India doesn't have snow as well. Yeah, we do have snow, but uh, actually like 20 years ago, the winters would be super snowy. Like for the whole three months, there would be snow. But now due to the climate change, we have less snow. So it snows like, I don't know, four times during the winter or something. Yeah, it's really similar here. So it wouldn't snow for months. But um, this, is, this is so surreal. But when I was a child, like in um, lower primary school, I remember coming home around Christmas and it was snowing. Like we had white Christmas. And now nothing, nothing in the whole month of December, nothing in January. And in the past few years, we had snow in March and April. And it's so crazy because then the um, environment should like heat up and trees should be blooming and stuff. And we had snow. So I was really pissed. Like, I want to see sun on my birthday. I want to wear a nice skirt and not like have snow. <laughs> so yeah, climate change is very real. and. It would be better to have white Christmas than white white birthday in March. Yeah, I'm always wishing for white Christmas, but I never get it anymore. So sad. Yes, and then we see all these Hollywood movies about white Christmas and stuff. Come on now, nothing. I'm still in a state of shock about how someone said it's like five degrees in their country. <laughs> it's 24 degrees in Dubai and in afternoon it gets even hotter. So Dubai only has two conditions. It's either extremely hot or it's like somewhat cold. We don't have snow. We barely, we, we don't have rain. Like rain comes every once in two years. 
I'm just living in barren climate here. And you guys have like actual weather, actual snow. You don't know how envious I am. I've only seen snow once in my life. Yes, at least you guys have snow. We don't have snow. Like I think the lowest temperature in Hong Kong is a negative one. And it's like the most cold weather. And it's like on top of the very, very tall mountains, you get negative one. Or else I think it's like a... Eh. nine degrees and people are freezing and people are freaking out wearing big huge jacket already yeah i can't believe it's five degrees i think now it's like 20 degrees and maybe 25 in the afternoon yeah and on top of being cold it also gets dark early because of the daylight saving time so now we switch the clock so i have so my last lecture ends at uh, 5.30 p.m. on three days and I have to go home in pitch dark. Like, no light, no sun, nothing. It's so dark. So I think that really adds for many people's seasonal depression, at least. I don't know how international students survive this cold because I see many of them already wearing their winter jackets when I was walking in my one coat and then like poor people, they come here and it's so cold here. And I'm really proud of the businesses that do that. but there aren't any in my town or nearby. That's really cool. Um, here, some bigger cities have them. So I've heard that there are multiple in Budapest and I know of one in my hometown in Page. And I participate in some uh, group projects in my dorm and the guy last time or a few weeks ago said that there are two Um, zero waste shops in Saget as well. I haven't discovered them yet, but it sounds like they exist, so I should definitely check them out. Oh, and are they more expensive than like usual ones? Mm, I don't really know, actually. I, I haven't been to one, but probably they are more expensive. I've been to one as well. There's one near my home. And there are many uh, reusable, environmentally friendly products like reuse, reusable like plastic bag for food, reusable like straws, metal straws and stuff. And I really want to buy one, but it's like so expensive. It's what, like 25 euros for like a bag. reusable bag for food it's so expensive that's why i'm a little bit i hesitant to buy them but i really want to support the environment but i think i'll use like a uh, uh, glass box container food container instead of buying those i'm proud of you for your choice and I, like you can use a glass container that's that's great i think Um, I don't know how expensive they are, but I told my friends how um, we should definitely check those out in a second. And she was like, 
okay, but I guess they are more expensive, and so they not necessarily budget friendly for uni students. So yeah, I have to have yet to figure those out, but I don't know. I really wish they were the same price, so more people would go once they found out about them. Uh, well, when it comes to the tote bags, they are way cheaper than in Hong Kong. I think I have a few and I bought them for like from two to eight euros. And one thing that I discovered is that if you are in foreign country and you want uh, to buy something to bring home, you can check for a tote bag in like uh, these little shops uh, for souvenirs. And they're usually like two euros, at least in Europe cities. So I think that's a really great choice if you want to have a tote bag and not spend as much money. Yeah, that really sounds great. I don't know about tote bags, but specifically for fruits and veggies in some shops. Um, I have one. I rarely use it because um, in Spar, for example, we can shop um, when we, so let's say I buy three apples and I can put them onto the weighing thing and then I can add like, I don't use any um, anything to, no plastic or nothing. And then definitely it's cheaper that way. But you can also shoot like, you use your own tote bag or you use plastic. So it can depend. So it can be different in those uh, shops because that feels the easiest. Like I can just run into the shop and get a few things without bringing any bags. And to support the environment and yeah. I think that's it for now. Um, thanks for listening. Good luck, Gen Z.